me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I- I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change. Like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Feels good, baby. I will be back here. I will be back here. And I will be back. Welcome to the Fourth and Gold Podcast. I am Matt. I'm definitely not Javi. Javi is off doing some real world things right now, and he is doing some big things. We're very excited for him. Uh, we got the Buffalo Bills coming to the home game in Arizona for the San Francisco 49ers. And to help us preview that, we've got our guy, co-founder of Bills Mafia, Del Reed. Del, how you doing, brother? Hey, what's going on, dude? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. I know we've been talking for a long time, and and uh People said we're, we look like twins. And now that I see you on video camera, I can see that you're clearly the better looking guy here. So I don't know what people were seeing before. Um, but uh, too kind. You know, Bills, too kind. Eight, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Buffalo Bills, uh, as anybody listening to this podcast knows, that's my number two team. That's my old man's team. So this is the only time in four years I have to root against them. Every other time I can root for them. It's like I root against them today. So, so why don't you start with eight and three? Buffalo looking pretty strong right now. First place in the AFC East. What's the mood surrounding Orchard Park? Lit. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Like, <laughs> this is the second year in a row the, the Bills have begun the season eight and three. It sounds weird to say it like begun the season 11 weeks in, but uh, eight and three for the second year in a row. And But this, this is a different Bills team than it was last year. I mean, a lot of the same personnel. In fact, I think they had more people, more players and coaches returning, I think, than any other NFL team. Uh, from 19 to, to 20. Um, but it's a very different team regardless, even though it's a, a lot of the same guys on the field um, with some, obviously some exceptions. But um, this offense is a different offense than Bills fans are used to seeing um, really since the 90s. This is a pass-first offense. The Bills have had games. There was a, a game a few weeks ago where uh, they only ran the ball three times in the first half. 
normally the Bills would run the ball three times in the first play. So <laughs> <laughs> you'd see like the team account, you know, uh, and no shade towards them at all intended, but like they would tweet out like, oh yeah, we're the number one raw run offense in the NFL. I was like, congratulations. That would have been awesome in 1991. Um, but, <laughs> but this is the first real 21st century offense that the Bills, Bills fans have really been able to enjoy, um, you know, in this century. And it's just, it, it's great. Josh Allen per, has progressed every year since his rookie year. And, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's great. So yeah, the vibe is lit. The team is legit. The, the, the talent is the best talent we've seen on the offensive side of the ball since the Super Bowl years, you could argue. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's great. It's a good time to be a Bills yeah. fan. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You, you say lit. Um, I went up to the Washington football team game when they were still there, you know, the Washington racial slurs, uh, last year. And there was a legitimate wrestling ring outside uh outside one of the restaurants where we had we had brunch before we went into the stadium and guys were out there body slamming each other so i imagine that a second straight year with this kind of start buffalo's pretty pretty happy um so you talked about that offense stefan Diggs acquired in the offseason for a first round pick and, and a couple others a lot of people said that the bills overpaid to get him but now you've seen him paired with josh allen for this year and stefan Diggs is exactly i think what this offense needed what has he meant to not only the development of Josh Allen, but like you said, just the the evolution of this Buffalo offense. Yeah, I, I don't know who's saying that the Bills um, overpaid for Stephon Diggs unless they're like jaded Vikings fans. Like, that is absurd. They, giving up a first round, I mean, it's sure they could have uh, drafted somebody in that position, um, that draft position at that field position. But, you know, wide receivers, or even the draft, you don't know how they're going to progress out of the NFL or into the NFL. And then you get Stephon Diggs, who is a, lead, a legit number one proven NFL wide receiver for a first round pick. I'm surprised they didn't have to even give up more than that. To 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 be fair, I mean, there, I think there was like a compensatory or not compensatory, like a, a later round swap or something. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Um, it was so absolutely <laughs> worth that that uh, that pick. He's uh, he is the real deal. And um, oh my gosh, it, literally, I'm not even like being funny. I'm not saying this for the the sake of this this you know little q a but like i literally every game i i say out loud and i don't do it intentionally i just find myself saying it i cannot believe this guy is a buffalo bill it, it, it's just it, <laughs> seriously it's, it's fantastic like what he brings to the offense and I, I was i spoke earlier about how this is a 21st century offense what he brings to the team i mean now you have cole beasley who is a, a monster in the slot you have john brown who takes the top off the defense when he's healthy and one of the fastest guys in the NFL. And now you have Stefan Diggs. I mean, why shouldn't Josh Allen be progressing the way he is? You know, it's just, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And it's a beautiful thing to see. And it's great to see even Tyler Croft, who they brought in a few years ago, who's struggled through some injuries. It's really great seeing him um, grow in this offense as well, too. He's been healthy this, this, this whole, this whole year. Um, and it's just, it's been, it's been great. And I cannot gush enough about, um, how much fun this offense is. And I just know, I just know some sucky team is going to take Brian Dable as a head coach next year. And it's going to stink <laughs> because he has such a great relationship with Josh Allen. Uh, it, it's just, I mean, it, it's obvious on the field, but also you, you just, you, you read all the interviews, you hear all the post game comments, all of that. They just have a great relationship. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that he's been around this whole time with Josh in his career. So eventually he is going to 
you know, take off to, to greener pastures. Um, but I'm, I'm so glad that Josh Allen has had this stability for the first three seasons of his career because you look at, you know, Darnold and you just what he's had to, you know, go through on, on his end. I think he's, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Josh Allen is the only quarterback drafted in that first round. Oh, no, Lamar Jackson. But, oh, like in that first half of the first round who um, mm-hmm. has had um, st- that level of stability. I mean, Josh Rosen, the poor guy, hasn't even been stable in terms of the teams he's been on, much less, you know, yeah. consistently with his team. So, um, it's, it's been great. But, you know, the offense has really progressed and I think a lot of it has to do with a front office commitment to making sure that this kid is surrounded by the best talent they can get around him. Well, to be fair, uh, Sam Darnold has had stability, but it's just been Adam Gase. So, you know, <laughs> if really at that point, instability would probably be better for him at this point in his career. Um, but let's talk about the 49ers defense real fast. The 49ers defense has put up their two best performances back to back. They had the the Saints before the bye week and they held them to like less than 200 yards of offense. And then they had the bye week to get healthy. They go to L.A. last week and they completely shut down this high flying Rams offense. And, and for whatever reason, Robert Sala, the 49ers defensive coordinator, has Sean McVay's number. They've played two games this year and they've only scored two offensive touchdowns. How do you think Josh Allen is going to try and attack this 49ers defense? That's a really good question because, um, and I'll be honest, I don't really study the 49ers week to week like I do, <laughs> but, um, you know, based on what I've been reading uh, the, the past few weeks, this, and correct me if I'm wrong, this 49ers defense last year, its strength was really up front. And now the strength mm-hmm. seems to be shifting towards the back end of the defense with the linebackers and mm-hmm. and, and, and the defensive backfield. So I, that I find that really interesting to see how you know I really want to see what Dable is going to draw up for the offense because you know based on that real rudimentary um, explanation there, you would expect to see more of a run game. You know, um, and, and the Bills have proven when they want to run the ball, they can. So. Uh, it's, I really hope I actually, I think, I think John Brown is on IR, which, Mm -hmm. um, that is going to hurt. That is going to, that's going to, that's going to hurt the bills offense because he really makes the defense, um, have to respect the deep ball. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's going to be, that'll be difficult for, um, for the bills offense to, to not have that speedster stretching them out so that they'll be able to key in maybe a little bit more on the run game. If that's the decision that the, you know, that Dable wants to, to, to make in terms of how they're going to attack. So I don't know if that answers your question or not, but um, <laughs> it's really, I'd expect to see more runs in this game than uh, most bills games this year, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. So do you think uh, it's going to lean more towards, and this is definitely not in concern of my fantasy team. Do you think it's going to lean more towards Zach Moss, the rookie, or do you think they're going to look more at Devlin Singletary, who seemed like kind of had a little bit of a bounce back game against Chargers last week? Yeah, I think it, honestly, I it'll be more of a 50 50 thing. I don't think you're going to, you know, sorry about your fancy team, but I don't think there's a clear answer there <laughs> um, in, in terms of who they're going to uh, they're going to roll with because they they both seem to get a pretty fair share of the uh, the opportunities. Yeah, uh, somewhat different runners. Zach Moss, more of your power guy, and then Devin Singletary, obviously your change of pace guy, that is a really good receiving back out of the backfield. Um, since Javi's not here, and Javi is not a Josh Allen fan, um, he hasn't been a Josh Allen fan since he was drafted. So this isn't a thing against the Bills. He's just it's not his kind of style of quarterback. I want to take an opportunity to gush about Josh Allen because I love Josh Allen, and I have loved Josh Allen uh, since he came out and since I started seeing him get more and more playing time and. 
And Josh Allen gets, a, he got a lot of crap for his first two years in the league where he didn't really develop and he didn't, and, you know, he took his rookie lumps and then sophomore year, he didn't take like a Patrick Mahomes type jump. And on Sunday nights, we have the show for, for Pro Football Network uh, called The Breakdown. And we talk with Mike Tanier. Mike Tanier put it the best way. Josh Allen progressed like quarterbacks are supposed to progress. And people are mad about that. People yes, are mad yes. that, that, that he, he sits a little bit his rookie year. He takes his lumps. Sophomore year, he develops a little bit. And then you see this third year, he takes kind of a big jump here. And that's the way the NFL is supposed to operate. And people get mad when it happens. So I just want to say that I love Josh Allen. I think he is a gamer. He is not Patrick Mahomes, but I mean, who is? Uh, but I just love his his play style. And there was a play last year. I can't remember who the Bills were playing. He gets knocked out of bounds late. And the entire offense went to go pick him up. And at that point, that's when I knew Josh Allen is Buffalo's quarterback for the long term. Because if you got a team like that coming to pick you up, it speaks volumes to me. And then, of course, you know, when they beat down the, he willed them to a victory against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. And there's nothing more 49ers fans love than seeing the Cowboys lose <laughs> at home on Thanksgiving. So, so just, just, just speak to me real quick about Josh Allen, what he's meant to not only the team, but also to Bill's Mafia and, and the Buffalo community. Man, he is just, well, I'll start with the, the second part and then finish with the, the first part. He um, has fully embraced, you know, Buffalo and Western New York. Um, you know, as he should, but he has just, he's done it genuinely, like truly. It was, it was cool too. Like his rookie season, his parents were at the game. His mom had a custom Jersey that said mafia mama, which was pretty great. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so like the whole family is in, um, and, uh, it's just, you know, it, it's great. And you, you want that, you know, you don't want, you know, we've had, we've had enough quarterbacks through the years who almost, it's felt like they've kind of kept like even the fan base almost at arm's length, you know? Um, and, uh, no, you know, no disrespect to how anybody handles, you know, their job or whatever. But this dude has just been all in. He's like, all right, I'm here forever, you know. And that, that, that's and that's hopefully the case, you know. And to speak to your point about how the, the team loves him, I really, really recommend um, anybody who wants to dig into uh, everything Josh Allen and the Bills. Ty Dunn is uh, on Twitter, T Y D U N N E. Uh, he just launched his new website called Go Long. I don't know if it's still, but it was free at least for this article when he launched, I don't know if it still is, but absolutely look up Ty Dunn's article on Josh Allen. It's a long one, but it's, I mean, it is soup to nuts. The, the, everything you'd ever want to know about Josh Allen and what he means um, to the team, to the community, to uh, the performance on the field. He's, it's an absolutely great article. Um, And it's just, it's great. And, you know, the team loves him. I mean, Deion Dawkins says they believe in him from the J all the way to the N which I had to think about it for a second, but I think that was great. That was great. Um, but he's just an absolute leader. And Ty Dunn's article will, you know, it really speaks to that in terms of how much, you know, talking to all the different players on the team and everything, how much he really means to them. Um, it's great. And yeah, I was clapping. I don't know if the mic is going to pick it up. I was clapping when you said the, 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 the progression schedule, um, you know, in terms of, you know, because when we, when we were growing up, I don't know how old you are. I'm 44. I'm probably older than you. But um, when I was growing up, like dudes would get drafted and they would sit and you just wouldn't hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is probably the last quarterback to really ha- have to do that. That I that comes to my mind in the modern era, but or the two thousands. It seems that <laughs> until way. until the guy they drafted, Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, now Jordan, maybe in ten years we're like Jordan Love was the last quarterback to you know. But, <laughs> but um, it's just you know that they always would have to get seasoned, you know. And now I, it, it everybody is so everybody wants everything immediately. 
And that mm-hmm. that's from the ownership all the way down to the fans. I think Amazon has ruined the entire culture. <laughs> but um, everybody wants everything immediately. And I mean, you're not going to draft a quarterback out of Wyoming and have him light the league on fire the next, um, you know, that next fall. You just not, it's not going to happen. And, um, but the, you know, they saw the raw talent, they being Brandon Bean and, and Sean McDermott, they saw the talent that uh, Josh Allen had and they, they knew they could make it work if they had, if they gave him the stability and if they gave him the, the right, you know, coaches and, you know, players, you know, Derek Anderson was on the team, uh, Josh's rookie year and he's there pretty much just as another QB coach. Um, Mm-hmm. In, the, in, in the in the quarterback room, um, if, if they if they can find the right people to speak into him, into his career that at that first and second year, then they knew he he would be something special. And now he's starting to prove it. And so it was totally worth the wait. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Bills fans have been waiting for the next Jim Kelly since Jim Kelly. You know, we've been teased a little bit here and there with other guys, but really, like, you know, it really is the the torch is being passed now to, to Josh Allen. And it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. I can say that now. It wasn't worth the wait five years ago. It was <laughs> worth it now to, to have this kid, you know, running the team and just doing everything that he's doing. It's just, it's so great. And it's so awesome just to see him, you know, get better every week. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's been fun to watch and he's, he's a really exciting player. He does a lot of, a lot of things a guy his size shouldn't be able to do. Uh, I think the the play last year when he hurdled the guy in Minnesota comes to mind where he's just, how is a guy that big, that athletic? Um, kind of reminds me of Cam Newton in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look back when Cam Newton was, you know, good Cam Newton before all the injuries ravaged his body. So hopefully Josh Allen could stay healthy. Um, but let's switch to the other side of the ball. The Buffalo defense, uh, it seemed last year was their, was their strength. Uh, Josh Allen's still learning, still taking his lumps. The offense kind of slow moving mm-hmm. at sometimes. They, they kind of leaned on that defense and Sean McDermott being a defensive guy kind of carried that group through this year seems like it's kind of switched. So last year the defense was strong and the offense was kind of being pulled along. Now they're kind of relying on the offense to put up a lot of points because the defense is struggling somewhat to stop some teams. So w- w- what is, what is going on with the Buffalo defense this year? Uh, well, the past in their defense, the past couple uh, games, the defense is really, starting to look like the team it was last year. Um, <clears throat> but I, I really think it, 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 that the, the bills miss star Latule. I really do. They, he, you know, he opted out for this season and, you know, there'd be people on Twitter that would complain that he wasn't getting stats. And it's like, yo, he wasn't brought in to compile stats. He's supposed to be a big dude in the middle of the defense. That's going to basically just eat up offensive linemen and, and help against the run game. And I think, they, they, I think they have really missed him. Now there's, there's some new guys on the field like Justin Zimmer and, you know, other, other, you know, players have, have stepped, you know, forward in, in that role. But uh, I think that that's at least in the early part of the season, they were, I think they're really missing star. Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com. Now, um, they, also Lorenzo Alexander, he retired after last season. Um, mm-hmm. He was he, he was one of those weird players that got better every year. Like, <laughs> it's like, dude, your, your, your talent, your skills are supposed to be dropping off. And like every year, he was with the Bills. I think I think seventeen was his first year here. Um, maybe it was sixteen. I don't remember, but I think it was sixteen. But anyways, um, 
every year the dude got better. It's like, dude, you're supposed to be like dropping off. So they, I think they miss him. Uh, you know, the leadership role that he he played. I'm not sure they miss that because I think he did a great job. You know, mentoring younger players to take over that take that role over for him. But uh, you know, he was he he was great. Matt Milano. Um, he's been he's had a rough season uh, in terms mm-hmm. of injuries and everything. Uh, AJ Klein now is one of those players that is starting to was kind of a little rough to watch in the beginning of the the season. Um, and now he, I mean, he's, this week they just announced he's AFC Defensive Player of the Week. So uh, it, it's so great. Like the, the Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott, I think they really have a great defense in place that the you know sometimes the players may just need to get acclimated to um, or whatever. I'm not a defensive mastermind like those two guys are so i can't explain to all the nuances <laughs> but i think that they're coming into their own and you see that every year in the nfl sometimes it's just one unit on a team sometimes it's the entire team they start to hit their stride right around now and this is the perfect time to do it so the past two games the defense has really kind of you know uh, done their job and balled out and um it's, it's perfect timing because the games are going to start to really matter in the next you know next month especially so yeah, <laughs> count, count yeah. Chickens, um, but let's do it. Yeah, uh, so it's no secret that Kyle Shanahan likes to do this thing called run the football. Buffalo has struggled to stop the run this 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 year so far. Uh, the 49ers are finally getting healthier. They got a lot of guys back. Um, you know, Debo Samuel comes back. Raheem Moster comes back. Jeff Wilson comes back. How are they going to slow down this 49ers? Not just their run game, but also we saw Debo Samuel have 11 catches for 133 yards last week. And pretty much all of them came from behind the line of scrimmage on pooch passes or swing, swing throws, just kind of get Debo the ball and let him bully people once he has it. Uh, how, how, how are the Bills going to counteract the 49ers just trying to move the ball pretty much through the run game and the, the extremely short passing game? Yeah, great question. We're, I mean, we're going to see, right? I mean, the Bills <laughs> have done a decent job with contain uh, uh, this year. Um you know, I, 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 it sounds. I'm gonna sound like such a homer, but I don't care, dude. I'm like the co-founder of Bills Mafia. I'm supposed to be right. Like, <laughs> I have so much faith in. I mean, when you look at Lamar Jackson last year, dude, MVP season, carving up NFL defenses. The Bills. If you go back and and you watch that that game, which no one is going to do after hearing me say this on the <laughs> podcast, but if you look at the stat lines, maybe, but like they were one of the few teams to really contain Lamar Jackson um, last season. Uh, in the regular season. So um, I have full faith that they're going to be able to take a look and see what Shanahan's doing. I mean, Shanahan's not a, he's not a new face in the league when it comes to his offenses and everything. Um, so this isn't going to be the first time that, you know, Sean McDermott or Leslie Frazier have had to face one of his offenses. Um, and so I, I'm not sure what they're going to do, but um, I have a lot of faith that they're going to come up with a scheme that's going to, um, do its best. You know, you, you even look at like the, they were, they were able to hold like Tyreek Hill in the, in the, when the Bills played the Chiefs. They did a pretty decent job of hanging with the Chiefs in that game. And obviously I want them to beat the Chiefs, not just hang with them. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I'd love to get, get another crack at, at Kansas City. So um, I'm sure the 49ers would too. But <laughs> it's a different yeah. it's a different conversation. Yeah. Oh, man. I just, just, just pulling out the daggers here. I, I didn't know. Thanks, Dell. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, know, fan who can't make fun of a team for losing in a Super Bowl, it's a Bills fan. This is fair. So. This is fair. <laughs> this is fair. And, and and I mentioned that my old man is, 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 is a Bills fan. And I never really get to tell the story on our podcast because they don't ever play the Bills. 
Um, so I'm, I'm going to take a little time to tell this. Um, so my name is Matt Barr. Obviously, you might know that was the name of the kicker for the Giants in the Super Bowl. Um, and of course, everyone knows that's the Scott Norwood Super Bowl. I also went to James Madison, which is where Scott Norwood went. So my old man has a very complicated history with kickers in that Super Bowl uh, between my name and where I went to school and, and Scott Norwood and everything. So sorry, dad. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, it, um, but but Del, you know, you're not just a co-founder of Bill's Mafia. You also run 26 shirts. So please you sent one to my dad, which I very much appreciate. He appreciates it. He wears it every Sunday. So, you know, won't you go ahead and talk to us about 26 shirts? Yeah, no, cool. Thanks for that. Thanks for that opportunity to plug it. So, uh, yeah, so at 26 shirts, you know, we sell different, different, uh, limited edition Buffalo themed t-shirts and, um, for every shirt that we sell, we give a donation back to a local family or charity. And we've been doing this now since November, 2013. So just over seven years. And, where we just passed nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars that we've managed to to raise and donate over that time, and that's more a testament to you know uh, Bill's fandom and Western New York, um, the the that city of good neighbors DNA uh, that that Buffalonians have and expats because we're all over the place, um, <laughs> uh, probably more so than you know it'd be you know so many people had to move over the years because the economy was so crappy, but we're we're on an upswing, so that's good. But anyways, um, it's just it's a testament to, to, you know, so many people's belief in what we're doing. We just we want to give, you know, fans and, and people that just have, you know, city pride, something that they can wear that, you know, that they can like like you said, he wears it every Sunday. That's that's the biggest compliment ever. That's something that we put together. People are going to wear it while they're watching a, a Bills game. Uh, but something that also gives back at the same time. So not only does it represent the community, but it supports it at the same time. Um, and so if anybody's interested, if there's 49ers fans that just wonder, wondering what's going on, it's 26shirts.com. Um, and if there's Bills fans that are listening, um, hopefully you know about it by now, but go visit 26shirts.com now anyways, because we probably have something cool up there that you would like. Awesome. Awesome. It's, it's great. And, and, and of course, I'm going to let you plug that because it is, it is for a good cause and everything else. And I know um, we do some shirts and stuff and we sold a hoodie uh, that was based off Brandon Ayuk uh, when he uh, jumped over the Philly player. And I think it was like week four. Um, we sold hoodies for that and stuff, and we gave all that money back to the California wildfire relief awesome. because we know that's all stuff. So, so we are big fans of anybody else doing some something like something like that because because we're trying to do the same thing over here. Um, but before we get you out of here, um, I'm gonna want a prediction, but I also want to know how did you start Bill's Mafia? If you can give us like the elevator pitch on how Bill's Mafia came to be, because I think a lot of people are gonna be curious. It's a really long story, so I will give you the elevator pitch and we'll, we'll go between <laughs> a couple floors. It won't be like a you know a huge skyscraper elevator. But um, so myself and a, a, a several other Bill's fans, uh, Breon Harris, Leslie Willie, uh, Ryan Norton, uh, Ryan Ellington, a couple of Bill's fans uh, on Twitter back in 2010, we were making fun of Adam Schefter for um, retweeting Stevie Johnson's God tweet when he dropped the pass against the, uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers in overtime, he retweeted it like a day later. And so we started teasing him about it. And Bree came up with this, uh, hashtag called Schefter breaking news. And we were tweeting all of these old things that happened. <laughs> and, and basically we ended up getting to like, probably like the book of Genesis. And then we were out of things to, to talk about, but, um, <laughs> it, Adam ended up blocking a bunch of us. And so, uh, since then he's, he's unblocked me. I think he's unblocked almost everybody, but, I don't know if he's unblocked uh, Bree, but who knows? So anyways, uh, he blocked a bunch <laughs> of us and 
I coined the term a few months later that I called us the Bills Mafia because we were, you know, it was all tongue in cheek because we weren't being like nasty. Uh, we were just really teasing about it. Like, oh, we're so bad. We're the Bills Mafia. And just an inside <laughs> joke between a few of us. Eventually, other fans saw it. Uh, players started saw it and started to use it, and it just, just exploded. And we saw the opportunity to do something good with it, you know, because everybody else is going to grab onto it. And so since there was an audience that knew that we were the ones that started it, we wanted to kind of make sure that it was taken care of. And we had an opportunity to basically begin a movement that was all about supporting the team and, you know, putting other fans, you know, before yourself. And we never tried to make it about us at all. And I think that's kind of helped with the longevity of it all is just the fact that we do our best to make Bill's Mafia something that celebrates all Bill's fandom, not just a couple of people that got blocked by Adam Schefter. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's the official team hashtag. If you hashtag Bill's Mafia, you get the little Bill's yeah. logo next to it. How's it's that crazy. feel? I never thought that would happen. I never, ever thought that would happen. It's crazy to see the team embrace it you know different ownership different leadership back then when it started they mm-hmm. used to actually like retweet players tweets that would say bills mafia like manually retweet them and scrub out the mafia part and it was just like mm. so the other end of the spectrum and now they fully embraced it to like you said to the point now where it's their official hashtag and um it's 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 surreal it's it's it's, it's really cool to be a, a little uh footnote in the history of your you know favorite football team absolutely so that is that is awesome. Um, but now I'm gonna force you. Now I'm gonna force you to pick a winner. So this is the second Monday night game of a doubleheader because Washington and Pittsburgh got moved back. So we may end up missing the first part of the game, which is gonna really irk me. Um, so I'm hoping that the Washington and Pittsburgh game gets over quick. But let's hear it. What's your what's your score prediction for Monday night? Uh, it's a neutral field, so I think it that is. plays in the Bills' favor. Um, they're familiar with the field, you know. Obviously, they're, they're that stupid play at the end of the Cardinals game. But, you know, it helps that it's a familiar location for them as well, too. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Bills. I think it's going to be lower scoring than, you know, what you know Bills fans are used to. I, I have to pick the Bills. I'm, you know, Bills. You, yeah, but no, but for I, real. You have to. No, I really <laughs> I like them in like a, a classic, like, um, you know, 21-17, that kind of that, that range of score. So how about so you? What do the, you predict? Uh, the Hill. Um, we're going to get to my prediction. We're going to get to my prediction. I'll tell you off air. We're going to get to mine when me and Javi do our portion. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't, (laughs) um, I'll I'll tell you off air. Don't worry. Uh, so, so we had the hail Murray is what they called it in Arizona. So you don't think we're going to get a hail Mullins this week? (laughs) No, better not because (laughs) last week, almost the exact same thing happened again. it was, it was maddening to see Bobby uh, Herbert back there and just like launches it. And I was like, he's, it's the end of the game. Like, it was pretty much secured. But the fact that they're doing this again and uh, they almost completed it. I was like, yo, I, you guys got to practice that Hail Mary defense. So um, that was, <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine a third time. But you know what? If Shanahan's smart, he'll do it. He'll try it. You should open the play like that. You should open up the game like that and just like launch it. Um, just because it's something that, the, you know, for some strange reason, the Bills have, have you know, struggled with. I, and maybe all of you have struggled with it. I there's there's in probably two decades where no one had to actually attempt a Hail Mary against the Bills. So uh, I'm not used to seeing a lot of those. But, yeah, no, uh, no Hail Mullins, I, I would say, in my opinion. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Dale, thank you so much for joining us, man. So this is, this is great. You know, it's awesome to talk to somebody that started a movement like Bill's mafia and some, something like 26 shirts. So, so take this opportunity, go ahead and plug yourself now before we get you out of here. 
Oh yeah, great. So I'm on Twitter at Del Reed, D-E-L-R-E-I-D. Um, feel free to follow along for uh, wisecracks, you know, smart aleck comments throughout, you know, Bill's games and whatnot. And um, I do my best to try and keep it, uh, you know, positive too. So hopefully there's a little bit of, you know, inspiration in there for, for people as well too. So I try that too. Absolutely. So make sure you tag Dell in all of your tweets about the 49ers <laughs> on Monday night. So we can just kind of go after him a little bit. I got a mute button. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dell, thank you so much for joining, joining us, man. This, this is great. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate the invite. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. All right. Big shout out to Dell for joining us today and giving us his Bills preview. Um, for those of you who don't follow the Bills, that's guys a must follow for all Bills contents. Um, as Matt and Dell mentioned, uh, I was out doing big boy stuff, and I, a big shout out to those guys for covering for me. <laughs> Matt, man, I was out here in these streets, you know, trying to get a job, hustling. You know, I'm not selling my ass anymore right now. Yeah, there you go. We're we're both uh, we're both transitioning <laughs> jobs right now, so this has been a weird couple weeks for us. So so we appreciate Dell so much for coming on and being so flexible with us and and squeezing us into his schedule. Um, again, you can follow him at Del Reed at D E L R E I D and at Twenty Six Shirts, which is the guys that give you know, money to needy families and everything else. It's Buffalo style shirts, but they're really I good looking. One. They're really good looking. My old man has one. Uh, Del sent it to him, and he wears it every Sunday. So, so please check out Del. You know, co-founder Bill's Mafia. Co-founder Bill's yeah. Mafia. And we were talking, and I was talking to him. Not you, Bobby. If if, if there's you, a <laughs> if there's a team that I, you know, that I that in the AFC that I actually like and I, I enjoy watching, it's the Bills. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of reasons, you know, you grew up watching those Bills teams with Bruce Smith and Thurman Thomas. Those guys are legit. So um, Bills aren't a team that, you know, get on my nerves or anything. They're not like the Dolphins or the Jets, but um, I definitely like watching the Bills. And we get to watch them this week. Monday Night Football from Santa, no, from Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyle Shanahan had, had some pointed comments well not really a comment he just he replied in somewhat of a petty way you know I don't know who the reporter was who asked him the question about you know hey what is your reaction to the Santa Clara County executive say stating that you know the 49ers values were in question and things like that and Kyle's like you see what we're dealing with here and he kind of like he shook his head and you know, he's like he, he was going to say something He's like, you know what? Doesn't matter, and that's what he said. It's like the, the, like, politi- like, the politician in him came out. He woosied in front of us all. He was just like, whoa, let me, let me bring it back. You know, you, you got you got a guy who has, you know, I think I think Kyle has three kids. He's got he's got a you know he's a leader of men for this franchise who also have kids and wives who need to be away from their families. You and I are well, you know, we're both familiar with that being in the military. Mm-hmm. We understand what it takes to do that. Now we weren't getting paid like these NFL players, but that doesn't matter when you're away from your family, especially around the holidays, it's still pretty tough. And, you know, for guys who have small kids like I do, that's, um, that's a big deal. So it's a, it's, it's a big deal. And, and a lot of people, and I, I get it at first too, when, when the COVID stuff came out and they were saying they might have to be separated from their kids, but it's not something they sign up for. It's not something as an NFL player, you sign up to be away from your family for six weeks. You don't. No. You, you, expect, yeah. you expect time to come home and, and, and decompress and, and unwind and see your kids and see your wife and a girlfriend or whatever it is. These guys didn't sign up. For or your it. dog. We signed, we signed up for it. Yeah, or, yeah. or the dogs. Dogs, cats, animals, pigs. Whatever you're into. Pigs, whatever animal, yeah. We signed up for it. 
So we mm-hmm. just said, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. We put our name on the top five. So these guys did it. So we got to give them a little bit of a break. Like we said, after the class, it was one of two things that's going to happen. They're going to come together as a team, and they're going to kick fucking ass. Or they're going to fall apart real quick at the seams. And I think this Rams game actually set the tone for what that's going to be. I think if they lost to the Rams in a bad way, this team would have fallen apart really, really quick. But because they beat this Rams team, they sweep the Rams 4-0 and in their last four. 5-1? and No, well, excuse me. Well, Kyle is 5-3 and against him total. 5-1 and in or wiped out 2018. 5-1 yeah. in his last six real games against the Rams. I, I think this team might come together and do it. I'm starting to feel every day. Every day I'm feeling a little bit more and more optimistic. And I know this is crazy for the people that always tell me I'm, I'm a team hater and I just bash them all the time. I'm starting to believe. I'm starting to believe. Are they going to break my heart on Monday night? They might. They might. But I'm starting to believe. And I think I think this Rams game is, is the start of something big. The start of something big for this team. I think they might actually be able to slither their way into the playoffs. You're talking and yourself into it. You're talking they, yourself I know, into I, it. I know. I've been talking myself into it for days. And, you know, thank <laughs> God for the seventh playoff season. This is like the one year I'm like, hey, maybe they might go to it. And there was only six playoff teams. Okay, cool. We can just like start losing my games. We can get a draft pick. But, <laughs> but, 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 this team might have it. Uh, but the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are coming to town, quote unquote. They're coming to Arizona where the Hail Murray okay. happened. The mm-hmm. Hail Murray happened. Um, are we going to see Hail Mullins? I don't know. No. Come Maybe. on. No. <laughs> Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mmm, yeah. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with a fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be Baconating. We got you. Offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a Limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required. <laughs> uh, but Buffalo comes in at eight and three. They are leading the AFC East right now. They are a game up on the Dolphins. One game up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One game up on the Dolphins. And this is not like just a game they can overlook. This is not a game they can just be like, okay, whatever, fuck it, we lose, we move on. Or one game up on the Miami. This matters to them as much as it matters. Bobby, tell me what about this to be honest just the quarterback they can't run the ball well josh allen is you know we talked about him earlier on in the year on our on our show for pro football network the breakdown is a possible mvp candidate and i think when when josh allen is on he's one of the best quarterbacks in football and that could be that's a scary sight for a team like the 49ers who 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 are limited at the quarterback position to go tit for tat with a guy like Josh Allen or, or tit for tat with a guy who's going to be in the top eight, top nine of quarterbacks in the NFL. So he, he's the biggest thing. He's the biggest thing that concerns me. 
Um, I think the Niners can do some damage against this defense. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan can work his way around some of the, you know, some of the better players on this Buffalo defense. But I think Robert Sala is going to have to come with his A game again. I think he's going to have to figure out a way to contain Josh Allen. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but what really sticks out is Josh Allen. I, you know, he, he was a guy that I liked for the 49ers when he came out in the draft. Um, I remember, I remember, I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember before he was drafted the season, the season before the drafts that he got selected in, he was a big name that kept popping up because mm-hmm. the way he finished strong in Wyoming. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe the Niners do this because we know then the Niners were in transition. Um, they were just, you know, they were transitioning from quarterbacks, you know, they were Kaepernick and then Gabbard and all that other stuff. And then you get a new head coach, you, you know, you're like, what are the Niners going to do? What are the Niners going to do? And they, and they don't do it. Um, and I think had Josh Allen come out in 17, he might've been a Niner. Kyle Shanahan had mentioned today that he kind of hoped that he came out a year earlier than what he did, but the Niners ended up with Jimmy Garoppolo. And the way he phrased that answer Oh, it just sticks to me more and more, and that's why my Twitter feed is what it is right now. Um, <laughs> um, but so, I think, so, real quick before we get going with that, do you think this means that Kyle Shanahan might be looking uh, away from a statue quarterback and more into a mobile guy moving forward? I know we're getting away from the Bills game real fast, but yeah, just, no, just, yeah. just real quick, is that, is that something you think might be coming? I think that narrative should be dead, and it should have been, it should have been dead from the fact that we all know that Kyle liked Russell Wilson. That's been out there for years. You just didn't so, do your so, homework. So the, not nar- you, the narrative, not the you. narrative that Kyle Shanahan likes statues. That yeah, that should die. That should have been dead years ago. Um, especially with the Russell Wilson thing on his resume, that they scouted him, they visited with him, they you know that was the guy they wanted. Had he not been selected, you know, before uh, the Washington football team at the time selected Kirk Cousins. Um, so yeah, that narrative should have been dead a long time ago. So you see what you know. If you're paying attention to the scouting community right now, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, both semi-mobile guys, 49ers have people there scouting. Do with, with that information what you will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but back to, back uh, but to Buffalo. Back to Buffalo and Josh Allen. So Josh Allen, to me, is the ultimate gamer. I'm a much bigger fan of him than you are. Correct. I'm a much bigger fan of him than you are. Uh, you you dislike his his accuracy and his ability to consistently hit plays. I like his ability to consistently make plays on his own and just create on his own. And I love the the chemistry he builds with his teammates and what he does as a leader of men. And I think he's he's done that. And Dell talked about it a lot, that he's ingratiated himself in not just the community, but the locker room and everything. And these guys fucking love Josh Allen and Buffalo. So that is the number one thing that scares me about this Bills team. Is are we going to get good Josh Allen or are we going to get bad Josh Allen? Because if the 49ers get good Josh Allen, good fucking luck stopping him. If they get bad Josh Allen, we could be looking at one, two, three, four interceptions in a bad day. I love Josh Allen. I'm way, I'm, I'm way higher on him than you are, which is... Well, I'm kind of glad you weren't around for the Dell conversation because we got to gush about Josh for a little bit. But it's fine; you can gush about him. I, I think, <laughs> you know, when, when we talked to Mike Tanier about it, you know, I, initially, I, I, like I said, I like Josh going into the draft, mm-hmm. and then you get to watch him in Buffalo the first couple of years. You're like, 
was he really a really was he worth the first round pick? And mm-hmm. you watch the playoff game against Houston, and I'm like, what the what is he doing? Mm-hmm. And then you see this year, he starts off on an MVP pace. So we talked about we talked with Tanya about it. You know, surprise, a guy is developing as he should. You know, this is year three or whatever it is. He's getting his development in. He's he's learning the position. Um, he was right. He was raw when he came out, and you know, for the Bills, Bills don't regret trading up to get him. They don't regret drafting him. They, that's a guy that they want to keep around for years to come. He's gonna be. He's gonna lead them to an AFC Championship game at least, right? I mean, has to at I don't some see point. Why not? Has to yeah, at some point. I, I and think, this year, if this year, I think could be the year because if you look outside the Chiefs, I mean, I don't really like the Steelers. Can I say that? I, 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 yeah, no, we watched them last night. Robert Griffin was doing fine. Trace McSorley, Penn State grad, what up? Uh, ends up playing some significant. Oh, the look on your face right now is so priceless. <laughs> Trace McSorley throws a, a 70 yard touchdown to, to Hollywood Brown and yep I, I don't like the Steelers this year I don't I and I, I said a couple of weeks I said a couple of weeks ago I think I think Pittsburgh was the most complete team in football and I believed it at the time but I've seen them consistently play down to their competition since then and I, I, I don't know what they can do I like Kansas City is obviously Head and shoulders above everybody else. When you get a wide receiver, getting 205 yards in one quarter. I mean, you're way ahead of everybody else. I like Tennessee and I like Buffalo. After that, I mean, I think the rest of AFC is kind of smoke and mirrors. I mean, the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland fucking Browns are 8-3. and three. <laughs> 2020 is a mu- Yeah, it's uh... <laughs> Apparently, I'm the only one custom on this episode. That's all right. Uh, yeah, no, uh, the Cleveland Browns are 8-3. and three. So that tells you everything you need to know about the AFC this year. The bad teams are really bad, and the good teams are good enough to beat them consistently. And that's the difference between the AFC and the NFC. Because the NFC is a mess, but bad NFC teams beat good NFC teams all the time, which is why that is just a jumbled mess of shit that it is right now. Um do we want to get in the keys of the game now? Yeah. Oh, well, actually, let's get to some news. Um, oh, as yeah, some of you yeah, guys know. Yeah, let's talk some news first. Well, I don't, think, I don't really think it's news. I think I think we're all aware that Robert Sala is going to be a head coach candidate. Now, whether he gets a job or not, that's a completely different story. However, uh, for those of you who do know, I do um, production for Pro Football Network for their digital media. And mm-hmm. last night I did run the Draft Insider show. Uh, one of the insiders, Tony Pauline, who's a well-regarded NFL scout and has, you know, plenty of uh, connections and communications around the league. He brought up Robert Sala on last night's show. And pre-show, uh, we discussed some things that I was allowed to say and tweet out last night that if Robert Sala was to get hired, Mike McDaniels would be the guy to go with him. That would be the first name of probably a couple others that might go with him um, as, mm-hmm. as long as he constructs his coaching staff. Um, I think Mike McDaniel's would be the bigger loss of the over two. Mike, over Michael Flory, yeah. No, over Robert Sala. If you're looking at the two, oh, oh, completely. I would, I, I would think oh. Mike McDaniel's would be a bigger loss. You know where I stand on this the defensive mm-hmm. coordinator thing. D'Amico Ryan's is my guy. Mm-hmm. I think he's the one in line to take the position going forward. Um, but just some news there. I think Mike McDaniel would be the the word is or the the rumored. Uh, departure would be Mike McDaniels to go with Robert Sala and Mike LaFleur would stay with Kyle. Um, whether Adam Peters leaves, that's to be determined. I doubt he leaves. There's some other stuff going on 
with that. But um, the only real news, I think the only real news of this is Mike McDaniels. I think 49ers fans, that's what their biggest question was. Who is he going to take? And I think that's, I think it's a really big loss with Mike McDaniels. A lot of folks really around the league think he's, he's the big brain with between the two of the, of the coordinators passing and running. So I think yeah. McDaniels would be a big loss. I agree. I think McDaniels would be a huge loss to this team. Um, uh, Mike LaFleur, obviously brother of Matt LaFleur, the head coach, of the Green Bay Packers. Everyone attaches his name to everything because of his last name. McDaniels would be a loss. That would be a legitimate loss. I think Robert Sala would also be a legitimate loss, at least yeah, at course. first. At least at first. Uh, I 100% agree with you. I think D'Amico Ryans is being groomed to be the next defensive coordinator of Kyle Shanahan's team. I think that's that's a foregone conclusion at this point. If, if slash when slash the Detroit Lions sign Robert Sala to be <laughs> their head coach, D'Amico Ryans is immediately going to slide into that defensive coordinator spot. I don't think it's even a competition. Um, there's, yeah. Everybody wants to mention Chris Kosarek, uh, Joe Woods was in the conversation last year before he left for the Cleveland Browns. It's it's D'Amico Ryans. That's it. I think it's D'Amico. Yeah, it's D'Amico Ryans, and I, I really I think I would. I'm not I'm not a big betting guy. I don't like to put a ton of money on anything. I like to wager little amounts here and there. I would bet big money. Big money. I would bet big money. Wealth. <laughs> that that Jamico Ryan ends up being the defensive coordinator for the Because I feel like he's just easy to dodge. Uh, but, but on the offensive side of the ball, McDaniel is losing his. It's a big one. It's a big one because Kyle Shanahan loves his coaches, but his coaching staff has not been rated. Up until this year, other teams have been able to not touch his coaching staff. For the most part, even if it was promotion, you could tell other other teams to fuck off. You're not interviewing this guy. You can't do that anymore. So I fully expect Salah's defense and Shanahan's offense to be completely rated this offseason for coaches for promotions. I think we could see a couple offensive coordinators and a couple defensive coordinators come out of this group. But. D'Amico Ryans, I still fully believe is the next defensive coordinator for the 49ers when, 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 when. Not if. Not the Detroit Lions don't want another defensive coach. Not, oh, they don't want a defensive coach in Houston. Uh, when Robert Sala leaves to be a head coach. Somewhere. In the first Persian-American to be a head coach in the NFL. To break more barriers. To, to just pound this wall down, D'Amico Ryan is going to take over for him. And yeah. that is fantastic. So that was, um, D'Amico was a name I mentioned early on in the season. Remember we had, a, we had the conversation yep. and you know, I just, it just, it makes too much sense. And I, I found that quote from last year, mm -hmm. um, January 29th, where he talked about yeah, right before the Super Bowl. Yeah, right before the Super Bowl, he mentioned it. And you know, I, I was just thinking back, Chip Kelly loved him. Kyle Shanahan loves him. Um, Robert Sala loves him. They always they all speak very highly of him as a potential coordinator and head coach. So I think he's the the proper fit. Now there's guys that are going to be outside potentially vying for this job as well. So we'll see. But I think the leader in the clubhouse is D'Amico Ryan. So I, I hopefully he gets it. Um, you know, and then on the rest of the staff, you'll see some changes, of course, next year. But uh, right now we've got to focus on this Bills game. So let's get to our keys to the game, Matt. What do, what do you think? 
How do the Niners beat this Bills team to get back to 500? Contain Josh Allen. Contain him. He's he's a running quarterback, and we've seen. I think we saw really early on in the season that mobile quarterbacks were the bane of the existence of the 49ers, and I think they've gotten a lot better about that as the season has gone along. But Josh Allen is a different kind of mobile because Josh yeah. Allen is basically young Cam Newton. He's big, he's strong, he's physical, and he's not afraid to lower his shoulder and run through you. And on top of that, he's also shifty when he has to be. So if they really want to beat the Buffalo Bills, they need to not only cover Stefan Diggs and cover Cole Beasley and cover Gabriel Davis and cover Dawson Knox and Tyler Croft and whoever else are trying out there at tight end. They need to have an eye on Josh Allen because Josh Allen makes his biggest plays as soon as the play breaks down. And they yeah. cannot allow him to get out of the pocket and do crazy shit because that's what he does. And that's what makes him not just a good quarterback, but a really strong fantasy quarterback. Because he gets so many yards in the run game, right? Like everybody wants to talk about fantasy stuff, get fantasy playoffs, playoffs coming up. Josh Allen is a is a big I can't gush enough about Josh Allen, but really they need to contain him and make sure that he doesn't make 20, 30 yard runs after the play breaks down. And I think that all starts with Brett Warner and Dre Greenlaw and one of them just keeping half an eyeball on Josh Allen at all times. Yeah, gap integrity is going to be big in this game when it comes to your quarterback, um, your edge defenders. You know, we, we talk, we give them a lot of shit for the season because they don't get enough sacks or pressures, but Kerry Hyder, Eric Armstead need to, I guess, not over-pursue. You know, I when you watch last year, when you're watching this 49ers team against a mobile guy, they had issues because they're, you know, that all-gas-no-breaks mentality. They just go, 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 go. Um, towards the end of the year, you started seeing Bosa kind of slow up his pass rush, kind of pause, mm-hmm. hesitate, mm-hmm. and then you saw him, you know, making plays. You saw that against the Seahawks late in the season where he mm-hmm. would – He'd shed his block, kind of stop his feet, and watch the quarterback, and then make the play. Um, they and were, we, saw, we, we saw that kind of play against the Rams with Jared Goff. Correct. Where Javon Kinlaw kind of dropped off a little bit, ends in a pick six. But that was—I yeah. think that play wasn't necessarily to, to prevent a pass. I think that was more or less let's keep an eyeball on the quarterback. If Always. you're not going to get there, if you're not going to get to the quarterback, take a step back and let's contain him. And I think that's what the uh, Chris Kosarek has done a great job of poaching defensive line. That. Let's go. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, this run game has been kind of shitty yeah. all season outside of a couple yep. humongous runs. Um, a lot of it has <laughs> to do with the offensive line. A lot of it has to do with the ever rotating door of running backs. You know, we haven't had, I don't think we had back to back starts from, Mostert since week one and two because he didn't play in the Giants game. He didn't play mm-hmm. against the Patriots. He played against the Rams twice. Um, and then, of course, you had McKinnon, and then you you know you got Jeff Wilson in there, then he gets hurt. Then you got uh, our guy Hasty, he gets hurt. So the, ro- the rotation of running back has been all over the place. But I think this, this, this Niners team can run against this Buffalo Bills team. Uh, if you look at the numbers, Buffalo is allowing a, 129 yards on the ground. I think that's 25th in the league right now. Um, so, you know, I was just watching a couple games this morning before I had to step out. Um, 
I think we can get the edges on these guys. And I know we give Mike McGlinchey a lot of shit, but what one thing he does do is set the edge in the run game. And I think, yes, I think, I think if we get behind Mike on this game and allow Mostert to get to the second level, um, there isn't a corner in the league that's going to catch him or get to the angle in time to stop him from breaking a big one. Um, and in the, in this case, we don't need an 80 yard touchdown. I want to see a couple 10 to 15 yard gains um, that just kind of chip away at this defense, tire him out, and you can control the clock. Um, but the run game, I think we can absolutely exploit uh, against this Buffalo Bills team. The biggest thing for me is <clears throat> this is not the Rams. There's no Michael Brockers or Aaron Donald there. Ed Oliver's there, cool. Um, they have a couple nice pieces on defense, but nothing that really scares me on their defensive line. As a unit, they're very good. Like they're As a unit, they're good. But individual levels of their defense, there's some holes there. They're not as complete as, say, <clears throat> as, as say the Rams are or you know, the Niners would be if they had Bosa here this year. But the Niners are playing really good defense. Um, I think the run game is going to have to be a major, major role. You don't want to put the ball in Mullen's hands too much. You want to limit his his pass attempts, keep him under 25 to 27 attempts and control the clock with the run game. So run the ball and run it a lot. Like this should be a Kyle Shanahan masterpiece run game game for the 49ers. Let's keep that ball rolling because I love getting the run game going. And who is the extension of the run game? His name is Debo Samuel. Should he be an extension of the run game? No. But is he? Yes, out of necessity. Debo Samuel, get him the ball. It's my number two key. Get him the ball early and often, whether it's on jet sweeps, whether it's on orbit motion, whether it's on screen passes, whether it's on swing passes, whatever you got to do, get him the ball because he is a bully. And now they're getting Brandon Ayuk back from the COVID list and he's able to play this game. That's one more piece they have to be paying attention to and one less eyeball kept on Debo Samuel. So get him involved early and often. And I think that, like you said, get the run game going, get Debo involved early. Let's take the ball out of Nick Mullins' hands as soon as possible. That's really what is required in this game. Get the ball out of his hands as soon as possible because the longer he holds on to it, the more likely shit is going to hit the fan. Mm -hmm. Let's get the ball out of his hands quickly, quickly, quickly. And that means the run game, and that means Debo. What's your second key to the game, guy? Well, to piggyback off that, I think, I think we can run the similar, a similar game plan to what we did against the Patriots, where you're, you're kind of going horizontal, but you get some vertical stuff from, from Debo too. Um, I know against the Patriots, the vertical stuff was going to Ayuk, and I, I'm, when I say vertical, I mean like 15 yards, you know, <laughs> just. But but it, it that horizontal stuff spreads them out. It opens up those mm-hmm. zones a little bit wider. You're going to get guys open. Jordan Reed might have a big day. Brandon Ayuk might have a nice day. Um, you know, keeping the middle of the field open for Nick Mullins um, is ideal because that's where he's going to thrive. Everything in the middle, you don't want to force him to throw things outside the numbers. That's when he gets into trouble. Um, it's a theme across this entire Niner quarterback room. Um, but stretch them out horizontally with Debo. Use Ayuk in the passing game, and Jordan Reed, I think, will be fine. Um, with that, you know, I mentioned it with the run game, time of possession. The Niners should be able to control the clock here because they can run the ball, and that's what I hope mm-hmm. they can do. If you, We talk about it all the time with the 60 defensive snaps. If we can get over 60 offensive snaps 
in this game. The Niners should be able to win this game. I'm not saying they're going to blow them out. I'm saying they should be able to win the game and win it, you know, maybe three to six points. Um, and that's going to come from being smart with the football, <clears throat> running the ball well, completing, you know, these third and fours, third and fives, converting on third down, getting your third down percentage over 50% in this game. That's going to be vital. And I think they can do that. And that's the beauty of having weapons like a Brandon Ayuk and a Debo Samuel and a Jordan Reed. You know, Jordan Reed is not George Kittle, but Jordan Reed is one of the better pass-catching tight ends in football. We've seen Easy. that for his career. You know, it's just a matter of him staying healthy. And him um, getting so a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> and time of possession uh, is going to be vital in this game. And, you know, if you, if you can force Josh Allen to press because he's playing from behind, you might get him to make some mistakes. Mm-hmm. So... Time possession is big in this game. I, I I love that because my last key of the game is clean football. Just clean football. Don't have a bunch of penalties. Don't have a bunch of turnovers. Don't do anything dumb that shoots yourself in the foot. And this goes back to the New Orleans Saints game. Mm-hmm. The 49ers absolutely 110% outplayed the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. They deserve to walk out of there with a win. They should be 6-5 and five right now. Yeah. But they had... Bad, dirty football. Bad turnovers on special teams. Bad penalties. With one of them against Contavia Street, which to this day was not roughing the passer. He didn't get fined. <laughs> he didn't. There you go. That's all you need to know. He broke, he broke all of Drew Brees' ribs and didn't get fined. That's all you need to know. That's how they, I know they, I couldn't play professional football. There you go. They, they had some, I think that's the reason. They had some bad plays that led to them losing that game. And that is dirty football. We're looking for clean football here. You're already playing on, quote unquote, on the road in neutral site. You haven't seen your family. You haven't done all the things you're used to doing. Your routine is fucked up. Clean football. No turnovers. No, I don't say no turnovers, but no bad turnovers. No Raheem Mostert fumble return for a touchdown. Correct. No, no muffed punt that gives the Bills the ball on fifteen. No, no bad penalties on third and twenty-seven, illegal contact. Just clean football. They just it doesn't make you want to pull your hair when you're watching. That's what they need to do. If they do that in combination with the time of possession, I think those two go hand in hand. I think things are going to go really, really well. So my last key. I say clean football, it's no really dumb mistakes. No really just like head-scratching mistakes that perplex fans. Just don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's all right, man. I, I, I know. It's just, you know, Nick is good for one. At least one. I know, I know he's good for one. But so really, I'm really, I'm really pointing this to the defense. Okay. All right. I'm really pointing this to the defense when I say clean football. Okay. I, I know That's Nick fine. Mullins is good for one bad turnover a game. Yeah. Like, if that turnover isn't a pick six. Fine. Cool. If, that, that, tur- enough. if that turnover isn't a ball six. Just, just no, no big mistakes that really change the aspect of the game. Because everybody coming into that most fumble return for a touchdown was thinking the 49ers are cruising to victory here, baby. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, and all of a sudden that happens and we're all, oh, sh- shit. Yeah, shit. So <laughs> let's avoid the oh, shit moment. 
I take it that. No more clean football. Just avoid the oh shit moment. Yeah. Avoid that. Avoid that. That would help. That helps. Um, my final key to the game is the Niners need to force turnovers. Two at the very least. Um, Jimmy Ward is now a turnover machine, apparently. Let's um, go. So, <laughs> so hopefully they, that can, that trend can continue, whether that comes from Jimmy Ward, whether it comes from Richard Sherman, whether it comes from Javon Kinlaw. I don't care where it comes from, where it comes from. Force a couple turnovers this game. Get yourself some extra possessions because you're going to need them in this game. Again, control the time of possession. You force Josh Allen to play from behind. You might force him into some mistakes as well. So um, it's important that the Niners get up on get up early in this game. It's mm-hmm. important that the Niners force some turnovers and you know press Josh Allen because Josh Allen will press. We've seen him do it in playoff games. We've seen him do it this year plenty of times. You know some of his mistakes led to the Rams getting back into that game. Some of his mistakes have led to the Chargers getting back in that game. So he's he's good for one or two. He's he's gonna get you. He's gonna help you out, get you back in the game. So. Um, you know, my final key to key to the game is force a turnover. This this smells like a a Verrett pick six type of game for me. I think Verrett mm. gets a pick six in this game, and I, he's been he's been itching for another interception. He's been getting close a lot the last couple of weeks, so um, I got to give Verrett a shout out here. And also, how good is Verrett and Sherman as a combination? If this was like five years ago, before any injuries for both of them, and you had both of those guys, we'd be talking about Legion. Jesus Christ. That's Better than losing a boom. Because Browner <laughs> stunk. I'm sorry. Browner was terrible. That's what we'd be talking about. That's exactly what we'd be talking about. Um, yeah, no, I, he's, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, so so before, we get, before, before we get out of here, let, let's get some predictions here. How do you think Monday night, second half of the doubleheader is going to go? Um, I mean, I think the Niners, I think the Niners win this game. I think they have the ability to win this game. I have them winning the game. 24-20 in another close one, another heart attack game because the margin for error is so slim because of your quarterback. So the defense is going to have to hold strong. Nick Mullins is going to have to get you two touchdowns somehow, whether that comes from running or passing touchdown. Um, you know, two scoring drives are going to be vital here. Two touchdowns from the offense is going to have to be a big, big part of it. Um, and the defense, I think defense is good enough. I just think they're I think they're good enough. You're getting DJ Jones back this week. You're getting Jordan Willis, who's played very well. You're getting Eric Armstead, who played well last week against the run, as always. Um, Kinlaw keeps getting better every week. Uh-huh. Um, there's there's some question marks on this uh, Buffalo Bills offensive line. You can get to this quarterback, you know, if you you got to just contain him. If you can figure out a way to contain him and limit him to under 60 yards rushing, you got a shot. And I think the Niners can do that. So I got the Niners winning 24 to 20. Um, and get to six and six, and then we're having a discussion on when is Jimmy Garoppolo coming back and when is George Kittle coming back? Because right then you're back in the mix, and then mm-hmm. we also need a little bit of help. You need the Cardinals to lose. You need you need the Seahawks to lose, and you need the Rams to lose. I don't think all three are going to lose this week, but some of those I guys take a slide here and there. Do they need the Cardinals to lose? Because they get the Cardinals in Week 16. Yeah, they don't need them to lose. So there, you, there's you a chance there's lose. you want them to lose, but there's a chance to redeem that one. Um, I'm taking Buffalo in this one. I'm going my roots. I'm like the black sheep in the family that's a 49ers fan. So I'm going my roots on this one, and my whole family is Buffalo fans. Um, I, I just really don't think the 49ers have enough in the tank for this one. I, I think the Buffalo defense is gelling at the right time. I've got 24-17 Buffalo. That's it. I'm like, 
500 picking against the 49ers this year and like over picking for them. So really, the 49ers have a pretty good chance in this game because I'm <laughs> picking against them. Um, I, I, I really like Buffalo. I really like Josh Allen. Um, their defense, like I said, they're finally getting healthy and everything. They're only missing John Brown, who's going to be their, their their deep wide receiver that takes the top off the defense. They're really only missing that guy. We haven't even mentioned Stephon Diggs, who I think is incredible and finds a way to find spaces and creases in zones to make a play. Yeah, I got Buffalo in this one, 24-17. I don't like picking Buffalo in this one. Because <sighs> this 49ers team is right, it's, 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 it's right there, man. They gave you a little bit of hope, a sliver of hope. Sliver of hope. But if they do win this game, I think we're immediately in the in the conversation is, all right, which team are they playing in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah. Because um, if, if they win this one, that's exactly the, what that, that's what the conversation is. I know we say we we always try to cut this shit short, but just something something I think people I think fans should watch for is Marcel Harris this week. I think we might see a lot of base defense versus Bills team, and you could see Marcel lined up against Cole Beasley. Marcel doesn't get enough credit for his man coverage skills outside of that bomb against the the Packers. We got caught cheating, yeah. But him and as a Sam linebacker. And, you know, if the Bills decide to, you know, run out in a certain personnel package and the Niners are stuck in a base and you still have Marcel Harris out there, I, I like the matchup of Marcel Harris and Cole Beasley. I, I I think that's something to watch this week. I could be completely wrong here, which is perfectly <laughs> fine, but I think that's intriguing. And I think, I think the ability to have seven DBs on the field, kind of what they've been doing the last couple of weeks, or six DBs on the field the last couple of weeks has made a big difference. Um you know, the Saints game is what it is. If we had better quarterback play, we win that game. But the Rams game, you saw what they did. They took away Cooper Cup. If they can figure out a way to take away Cole Beasley, I like my chances with Stefan Diggs and Jason Verrett. I like my chances with Stefan Diggs and Richard Sherman. Um, I don't worry about tight ends anymore versus 49ers team because Fred Warner is out there. So I think this Marcel Harris, Jimmy Ward matchup versus Cole Beasley is going to be one to watch in this game. And Emmanuel, Emmanuel Mosley in the slot, another question mark. So I think those three guys versus whoever's in the slot is going to be a big, big piece of this game. I just wanted to add that because I was watching um, I was watching the Rams game again, and then I was watching the Bills game. And there's just so – Robert Saul is doing something to confuse these quarterbacks, and I think that 6 DB out there is messing with QBs to, uh, the last couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, what is it? Small nickel? It's not big nickel, so it's small nickel. Call it small nickel. Small yeah. base, whatever you want to call it. It's starting to work a little bit, and they're they're starting to do a really good job with it. We saw them do it against Jared Goff, like just like you said, Marcel Harris in there as the third linebacker because they lost Quan to trade. Mm-hmm. And I love that move. I love it because Marcel good. Marcel Harris is the thumper in the box, so why not throw him out there? Because you don't know. And again, it just adds another wrinkle to. The versatility of the secondary, because all those guys can do about seven different jobs. Yeah, at their own position, they can do about seven different jobs, and it's nice to see. Uh, but we, we, we we've gone too long. I we've know gone, we've gone last too thing, long. Last thing. Last thing. What do you got? I went back and watched the Jags game, the Jimmy Garoppolo Jags game, and Eric Reed played that spot against the Jags. Keelan Cole was the guy that he covered most of the game. This is where I'm getting that. You know, we saw yeah. how successful it could be. I think, I think, uh, I think I saw. I think Salah's get Salah doesn't get enough credit. 
That's all. I'll end on that. He doesn't get enough credit. He absolutely doesn't. He absolutely doesn't. But, <laughs> uh, but, 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 Javi, a little birdie told me that you used a little barbecue sauce when you were making some ribs this week. Yes. What? Which one? Well, yeah, I mean, the bold gold Hawaiian. I mean, DJ Jones, Pops hooked us up. You know, Big Dave, he hooked us up big time. So, you know, I put the ribs on, about five hours on the smoker, wrapped them, take them out. Another two hours, and I mop them with the softs. I used the Hawaiian Bold Gold this week, or this past weekend, excuse me. And they came out great. You know, we had th- I was tired of turkey and ham. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put some ribs on. We're going to chill out and, and enjoy these ribs this weekend. And, and shout out to Big Dave again for hooking us up. I ordered some more um, a couple weeks ago. I just got it. So if you haven't already, go ahead and follow Big Dave on Twitter. Um, go ahead and get your orders in for the holidays. Help these folks out. Very good, good people. Um, who hooked us up. We want to make sure we're hooking them up as well. And if you like to cook like I cook, go ahead and get these sauces, man. If you got ribs, you got a smoker, you got brisket, you got chicken, whatever you want to do, you can use it on everything. So it's it's a great product, and we're happy to uh, support Big Dave and DJ Jones' family. Yeah, you said you got tired of leftovers. I had the leftover turkey. I had the leftover everything. So what did I do? I slathered it with the 93 barbecue sauce, named after DJ Jones, named after his number that stuff was sweet, fiery, tangy, whatever you want to say. I don't know. It was awesome. It made turkey. I always said turkey was the worst thing on my plate, but I'll tell you what. That barbecue sauce took it up a notch. It wasn't the worst thing on my plate anymore. I love that barbecue sauce. So big, big thank you to Big Dave's All-American Barbecue. Please make sure you go out and support those guys. You'll find their links all over our, our Twitter pages everything. Mm-hmm. Go support those guys. But Javi, this has been fun, man. For missing you on the uh, the guest spot, it's been a solid forty minutes for us, bud. Yeah, I had to get a new job, you know. You know, podcast life doesn't pay contrary yeah, to what I see. That, believes. I see that I don't flex. Get paid for this. I see that flex. I like it. I don't get paid for this. <laughs> um, but we do appreciate everyone shouting us out. Shout out to everybody who shared their Spotify top plays. We really, really yes. appreciate it. It's very humbling to see our names amongst you know some really. Some really big, big guys out in the podcast world. And, you know, we're not we're not famous by any stretch, so we appreciate all you guys for supporting us. Um, but as always, make sure you follow everything at Pro Football Network, profootballnetwork.com. Get all your draft information, football, weekly updates. Check us out on Pro Football Network's The Breakdown on Sunday nights. And then, of course, um, follow us on Twitter, the, the podcast itself, at 4th and Gold Podcast. Um, follow me at JavierVig underscore. And follow my guy Matt here at... Mapbar underscore, don't forget, hit us up during the game while you're watching on Monday. We will probably be very active on Twitter and ready to do this damn thing as both of us start our brand new jobs that is not full-time podcasting. So please keep telling us to stick to our J jobs because we both got them. So yeah, finally. We're, we're here for it. <laughs> Fuck you, COVID. Fuck you, COVID. <laughs> um. But yeah, you know, let's get back on. Let's get another win here. You know, I, I, I'm still in draft mode, but whatever. This season's still going. Let's uh, let's get another win. Let's get to six and six. Let's make a run. Fuck it. Let's go. Um, this is the 49ers. That's what they do. So um, they gave us hope, and that's all we can ask for. Um, but until Sunday night after the game, everyone stay safe out there. Enjoy the rest of your week. Peace. Beat the Bills. Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com. 
Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Hip, 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.